wasn't gonna do it to him. I wasn't gonna do it to him, but that game got me fired up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Freaking young bull taking it to him, banging his head on his knuckles. Freaking love it. Lowry Markinen. Once he got put on Paul George, and me and me and Jordan Clarkson's drip, uh, the Twitter handle. We're going back and forth saying, put on Markin and we want to see his, you know, what he can do on defense. We want to see what this guy can do on defense. And historically, Paul George doesn't really do that well with length on him. Uh, if you remember Joe Ingles guarding him. So, of course, he scored a few. But once Larry Markin went on Paul George, he was not the same. And... That was so awesome to see. Now, my hot take of Laurie Markkinen scoring 40-plus uh, did not prevail. He only scored 18. But uh, we'll, we'll add the other 15 points that he took away from Paul George uh, to count towards his 40-plus. So what a night. Uh, that, was, that was a fun game. We are down in the fourth quarter, I, th- I believe by four. And I just kept having this overwhelming thought like, they're going to figure this out. They're going to get this one. They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. And I believe that was the first time we saw Sexton and Conley finish the game together, which was really fun. Uh, if you missed the interview with Holly Rowe afterwards, they interviewed Colin Sexton and she said, you're making some better decisions and pace of play. You know, what do you credit that towards? And he said, Mike Conley, <laughs> how cool is that? So I know people are wanting us to trade or, or whatnot, but how valuable is Mike Conley right now teaching Colin Sexton how to control the game? Uh, I don't think we win that game without Mike Conley. He, he, you know, we went through a drought or a slump, and he finally got a pick and roll, went to the basket, and won, hit his free throw shot. He hit a big three-pointer, um, and I, I think Colin Sexton's catching on to this, so... Uh, Jordan Clarkson finishes with 23, Colin Sexton finishes with 22, Lowry, Markinen, 18, Conley, 17, and Beasley, 10. Pretty even. Paul George finishes with 34, and the next man in line is Marcus Morris with 18. So uh, that Jordan, uh, Jordan Clarkson's drip is here. Uh, oh, he just left. <laughs> so if you guys want to speak, uh, I've... I would love to hear everyone speak tonight because we weren't planning on doing this. We were planning on holding off for the Laker game tomorrow, but uh, knowing me, I'd probably be sitting in bed all fired up. Um, so I decided to just go ahead and do this. So um, Tevin, Dallin, go ahead. What What do you guys think? That was, that was fun. Hey, hey can you hear me? Yeah. None of us would be able to sleep tonight. We're all fired up. <laughs> that was a great game. Yeah. I know Preston's got some big, uh, good takes. He should request to speak. Preston, request yeah, to speak, been, bro. Following him on Twitter for a long time. I think and he's, he's even back in the the uh, Utah uh, Jazz fans uh, blog page that we used to follow back in the day before Twitter was big. <laughs> well, and we had we had the. Uh, the little chat going on Twitter with some new guys. I don't know who added all those new guys, but it was kind of fun that to see. Chat was going I was like, what is, are people like retweeting me or are they responding? 
and it was just the the group chat just the whole game so it was pretty fun I uh, wish those guys would hop on. I, one of them is my buddy that I went to college with. I'm sure he'll hop on eventually. But uh, Jordan Clarkson's drip. We need to hear from you on what you thought of Laurie Markkinen guarding uh, Paul George because I know me and you kind of had the same thought. Uh, I feel like me and you might be the same person. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, I totally agree with you. As, as soon as Paul George gets away, he's like, oh, I'm not sure I can do it because, like, I think it was that last possession that they had with like 20 seconds left where he went for a three and Laurie just contested it, got the block, caught it, threw it ahead. I was like, dude, Paul George, you can't do anything at all whatsoever. Tevin, you sound like you sound like you have a blanket over your microphone again. We can, I mean, it's not as bad as it was earlier, but it's kind of hard to hear you. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's drip. Go, go ahead. Uh, reel off every single thought you have about Lowry. Um, I need the stats. I need the stats with Lowry on PG and stats without him. Because yes. ever since the the moment uh, Hardy put Lowry on PG, I wouldn't say shut down because PG was still able to get to the hoop, um, get what he wants in the paint, fouls, whatever. Um, but ever since he started guarding, he was having issues all night from that point, from that moment. Yeah, I agree. And even there were a couple of times that he got past Lowry. Um, but then we had either Kessler or Olenek back there that fouled him. So he didn't get an easy bucket. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I wouldn't call it shutting him down, but it completely changed the game, especially because, because George was just cooking us. I want to say George had uh, about 30 points before they put Markinen on him, and then he ended up with 34. Yeah, Tony Jones so. tweeted out, um, Paul George is about to drop a 50-piece on the Jazz easy. And he went, uh, Paul George's stats, I don't know what it was before and after, but Paul George went 11 for 22 from the field, uh, 3.5 for 14, <coughs> which... In that first half, it felt like he didn't miss a three. Uh, seven for eight from the free throw line. And then had eight rebounds, four assists, and was only a plus one. Uh, Reggie Jackson was led there. Or no, uh, Batum led the Clippers in plus minus with plus seven. So Batum hit some big shots against us. Uh, three-pointers, I I just felt like our defense kind of forgot about him. Uh, there was a time Mike Conley was kind of sucking in, and they had switched. Markinen was guarding, I believe, Paul George. They were sucking in, and it's almost like Conley forgot. So um, one other thing that I really noticed, and it stood out like a sore thumb. I was kind of complaining about Rudy Gay before this, but there was a loose ball where it's like, dive like like it was obvious you had to dive to get it and he just didn't um are you guys starting to hate rudy gay like me (laughs) i'm 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 there i wasn't you know first couple of games and that's what he does right he starts off strong and then he fades away and i'm i'm there i'm kind of uh i tweeted this earlier i i think simone fontecchio would have been a better option for sure he would have been more aggressive um what a shot better than Rudy Gay but I'm um, I'm there with you yeah I, yeah I think I retweeted yours where you said uh put in Fonteki or something like 
he's he's long, he can shoot, and even if he doesn't make his shots, it's I would rather watch him and his energy over Rudy Gay getting minutes. Um I was kind of on the the train in the beginning like you know, they're building him up to to trade him somewhere else and maybe we could get something of value and at this point it's like just wave the guy. Like I don't even care. Just or just bench him. Just bench him until maybe there is a trade someone wants him, but I can't see his value being anything for another team. Um I know someone else tweeted about oh, I'm trying to remember someone needing uh a shooting guard. I can't remember. Anyways, um, I've got another request. Tevin. Oh, sorry, bro. How do we leave you out? Go ahead. You haven't spoke yet. His microphone wasn't working very well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe he, he got out and then rejoined. Yeah, but barely again. <laughs> So the Jazz, one thing that did Can stand you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, my Wi-Fi just crapped out on me. I don't know what that was all about, but I got it fixed. All right, we're back. So the uh, thing that stood out yeah. to me was the Jazz. Uh, last game, we only had eight turnovers. Turnovers. We really took care of the ball. Uh, this game, we had 20 compared to their 13, which to pull out the game with that many turnovers... Uh, had had we even just cut that down five more, I think we win this by double digits. I mean, it was close to double digits anyways. We won by eight. Uh, I've got Gay Sex, Saucy Sexton is requesting to speak. Uh, the mic, The mic is yours, Saucy. But you got to unmute yourself if you've never been on a Twitter space. I just approved you. I'm just here. Hello. What's up, man? Where are you from? I'm from the UK, but I do live in I do live in Utah. Okay. So what what are your thoughts from tonight? Well, I just want to pop in and say real quick, like I feel like this is a really important win. Like I know it's the Clippers; they're not like nine and zero, and we've just beat them. But we know how defensively sound they are. We know that, like, they're kind of our boogie team. Like, we lost to them in the playoffs last year, or was it two years ago? I forget. But we know that that's a good win for us, especially with Paul George playing the way that he is and, you know, Terrence Mann. We know that he's a problem. But, yeah, all in all, that's a good, important win for us, and I just hope we can carry over that momentum. I mean, we're playing tomorrow. We're playing the Lakers. We just beat them. So, hopefully... Yeah, I I think I think us coming back to Utah is going to be huge as far as this back to back and playing the Lakers again. Oh, Will Hardy's on, so this is this is a part of the show that I love. I'm going to turn the time over to the great and the only Will Hardy. Hang on, guys. Last five minutes, I thought our guys really stuck in there and just competed to the end. Um, you know, our offense was a little sloppy at times with our turnovers, especially in the second half. Um, you know, that's a credit to the Clippers and and Ty. You know, they, they do a good job of mixing up their defenses, and they're very aggressive on the ball. They have a lot of very good individual defenders, and they have great hands as a team, getting their hand on dribbles and passes. And um, But I'm very proud of the team. 
know, to overcome 20 turnovers and find a way to win through defense. And you know, winning on the road in the NBA is hard. Um, so it was a great, great trip. What were some of the things that you tried to accomplish in the closing possessions offensively? You know, the one, one you saw got Kelly the ball in the post, found Beasley in the corner, a couple dives by Colin for important buckets. What was the kind of the philosophy? Yeah, the Kelly one, you know, that's Kelly. That was off a miss in transition. Kelly knows he has the freedom if he gets a smaller player to um, post up in transition and I thought he did that and the part I was most happy with was our spacing out of that you know Malik held his spot in the corner and uh, you know we had a a good high split action to kind of draw their defense all above the free throw line but that's a credit to Kelly for recognizing the matchup and and getting good position on the post Um, you know down the stretch off executing in the half court it was just about you know getting our spacing right we liked Mike on that empty side, um, and Colin was in the slash spot on the weak side, and Colin is showing us that he has really good instincts as a cutter. He's such a forceful player going to the rim. Um, so I thought he did a really, really good job executing on the weak side. Good. All right, they only shot all right, zero for 11 from three, I think, on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like about your three-point defense and, I guess, in general, the defense in the point specifically? Yeah, I think it, it, it started with just our <laughs> effort on the ball. I thought Lowry did a very good job of making Paul George work really hard, um, not just to get shots off, but to, to get the ball. Um, Lowry did a great job chasing off pin downs. And, you know, it's, it's hard to shoot. The NBA three-point line is a long way away. Um, it's, it's hard to shoot when your legs get a little tired. And... I thought that our team just did a good job of upping the pressure uh, and made them rush a few of their threes. Um, you know, not all 11 were guarded perfectly. I think there are a couple that they just missed for sure. Um, but I thought overall they, uh, they did a good job of, you know, pressuring the ball and guarding to make the Clippers have to work to get their three balls off. Um, I'll go back and look at the film. But um, definitely three or four of them were probably good looks that they just missed. But... Uh, you know, I, I just was really proud of the way they competed on the defensive end, and I thought it started with Lowry on Paul George. You talked about Collins' instincts in that slasher position. Mm-hmm. He's got so much speed, but how have you find his what when? Yeah, we work on it a lot. Practice, shoot-arounds, film. Um, we think that that's a, a really important part of our offense is cutting, and Collins recognizing the timing much better of when to cut in between the defenders, especially when they're rotating on the weak side. Um, You know, I thought down the stretch he just did a really good job. And then, you know, he is so forceful, so athletic going towards the basket. He's able to gather himself very quickly. Like he's able to go from catching the ball to up in the air at the rim really quickly, um, which helps him a ton. And, you know, Colin's going to continue to work on it because, like a lot of the guys on our team, we're going to continue to put Colin in a variety of spots on and off the ball. Yeah, I thought our team answered the bell. Um, you know, as a coach, you never like to have one of your key players out. It's something that everybody in the NBA goes through, but 
everybody stepped up and everybody up their physicality and you know we were still able to to create some turnovers i think the area we probably missed vando the most was on the offensive glass um you know we're gonna have to continue as a team to do that but i'm i love the fact that our team just keeps going and no matter who's in the game when um you know again tonight it's another closing lineup that's a little bit different and these guys want to win and so they don't care who's out there as long as we get the win and um yeah just proud of the group and the way they stick together there you go coach hardy i think every you know everybody when we run into to people that want to talk about the jazz they're always talking about how much they love this team yeah so this i tweeted before the game this team is just so addictive to watch uh what coach mentioned as far as Colin Sexton knowing when to cut, uh, it really was prevalent in this game. You could see he he kind of wasn't just standing there holding his hands up on the three-point line waiting for the ball, just inserting himself into the game. And he had some huge, huge plays down the stretch where he got some easy dunks. There was one dunk that just looked like he levitated off the ground, and Holly Rowe even kind of commented on it. But uh, we've got a ton of people that want to speak uh, while we were doing that interview, someone kept saying the N word. I think it was uh, Ju. Uh, I'm just gonna kick you out if you do that anymore. It's at W U C C O L O. So if you want to speak about the game, awesome. If not, I'm just gonna kick you out. So uh, let's go to the next speaker. I I muted everyone. So uh, number one panel, hold that wants to speak. So. Mike's yours, bud. Uh, hi, guys. I'm a ma- massive jazz fan. Awesome. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the UK. Are you another UK guy living in Utah? But yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually live in the UK. Okay. So, what time is it there? And uh, is, is it like the middle of the night or the morning? Yeah, it's like it's like the middle of the night. Yeah, there's seven hours ahead of us. Yeah, you're you're a true jazz fan. So, uh, how do you watch the game over there? Just curious. Um, I just put it up on my TV. That's what I do. I just sit there and watch it. I have to have, like, drink a lot of energy drinks. Don't stay away. <laughs> but like, do you watch it through NBA League Pass or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, That's uh, right there. yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, w- when can we buy you a plane ticket to fly out here and watch a game with us, uh, in, in Utah? Have you been to a game here? I've never been to a basketball game, basketball game though. All right, so our plan on basketball, uh, everyone that's on this, we need to retweet it. Maybe do like a GoFundMe, and we're going to get you a airplane ticket, round trip, and buy you a, a ticket to the game. All right, that good. Yeah, see you, bud. Okay, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get you uh, some tickets and a jet and uh, a, a flight over. Is that cool? You kicked him. You kicked the British guy. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Not here. The guy that was saying it's still here. No, I kicked you. Yeah, it's Ju. The Ju is the one that's saying it. You kicked, that you kicked the wrong guy. person, mate. <laughs> no, I didn't. I kicked Ju. That other guy might have left. No, he got kicked, and Jew is still here. No, I removed Jew uh, from speaking. Hang on, let me see. Well, if if I did kick him, he should be able to get back in. But 
I shouldn't have kicked him. <laughs> it's all good. Well, you just lost another jazz fan. Well, I was offering him free plane ticket and uh, a jazz ticket, so hopefully I didn't lose a jazz fan. But uh, <laughs> well, he just he just DM'd me and he's converting to being a Thunder fan. So yeah. <laughs> let's see. Oh uh, yeah, the Jew guys are requesting again. So, um, anyways, it's it's cool to see uh, fans. If if that guy was real, maybe he was Ju's friend and saying he was from the UK, but his accent sounded pretty legit. No, I think he was real. <laughs> but can you That's imagine UK fans though? Could you imagine like drinking a bunch of energy drinks just to watch the jazz game? I wouldn't I don't think I'd be that dedicated, especially I, I mean I'm barely doing this podcast uh right now because the time change, it feels like it's midnight. <laughs> right. So uh I think everybody should report the JU guy as well. Can I just say that there's multiple people that are in this space that follow that guy, and I think that's kind of weird. I think you're kind of weird, so. Well, we've got it all recorded, so we've got it all recorded on this, so I can just, like, report him to Twitter. and <laughs> Unless Elon Musk is like, oh, we allow that now. <laughs> um, he told me he wants people to say the N-word. Well... I, I guess it's free speech, but as you see, saw from like Kyrie Irving and uh, Kanye West, that didn't turn out too great for them. So, yeah, I guess you can say whatever you want, but there there'll be consequences. Um, anyways, back to the jazz. Anyways, yeah, back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the thing that Coach Hardy hit on too was uh, this team not quitting and how they had the twenty turnovers and were able to figure it out. I think that's huge uh, because we're so used to jazz fans just, you know, last year, like I I felt like that team would have just rolled over and died had we had that many turnovers or, you know, made a mistake and just totally stopped competing. So what what do you guys think about that? Um, I think this is night and day compared to last year because this team is so clutch. And last year's team was so not clutch. Like, they were terrible down the stretch. They constantly blew leads. And this year, we've won two overtime games. I think that's more than what we did last year. I think last year, we lost, like, six and won one. And the fact that we're able to stay in games this year has been so awesome. Like, I just, I don't know. I think it has to do with Will Hardy, but I also think it has to do with those players. It seems like every night, someone else is coming up. Like, this tonight with Sexton. It's been marking in before. Malik Beasley's been clutch with his threes. Like every other, every night, it's someone, you know, someone stepping up. And last year, it was, you know, if Mitchell wasn't shooting well, then that was game over. Yeah. And then if Rudy got played off the floor, then that was game over. Why? Why? What? Like. What is going on tonight? <laughs> uh, I I guess they're just trying to get me to not post this podcast, but it's probably going to happen. Uh, Big Dal, we're going to go to you because I know that you're not going to keep saying the N-word, so the mic is yours, buddy. But you got to unmute yourself.
No? Okay. Um, so the Jazz shoot 37% from the free or the three. I always say free throw line when I mean three point line. Um, we we hit 15 compared to their eight, and they shot abysmal from the three point line, 24%, which has really been uh kind of the story this whole season where you know, we t- we're still taking a lot of threes. That's one thing that I think is similar to last year's team, but uh, it's it's winning us games, and we're not like shooting ourselves out of games. We're you know, if we're missing some, then we are able to attack the rim. Uh, especially Mike Conley was so savvy tonight when he he drove to the rim and got that and one. Like we needed that so desperately at that time. Um, Ronald, you're wanting to speak. Uh, I don't think you've requested yet, dude. Um, hang on. No, I can't see you on here. We've got a few comments. I'm gonna go. Uh, Dallin says jazz fans request to speak. Let's hear your takes. Eight to eight and three, baby. Aaron, just kick out and report the clown saying the n word. WTF, don't warn him. Just do it. No room for this. Unacceptable. Yeah, but it, it, tonight it's like more than more than one person. You have everyone muted. Yeah, I did that because that one. HT was huge for us. This is uh, Aaron. Let's see. At BadgerHoney23 says, HT was huge for us making adjustments. Night and day difference on PG. Yeah who looked like he was going to go for a career high. No doubt. I thought he was going to. And honestly, I thought the game plan was to just let Paul George get his, because we've we've talked about that on here before. Um, Dal, hang on, man. I'm going to try and get you to, to speak. We can't unmute ourselves until you unmute. Oh, sorry. I have everyone muted. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm going to finish Aaron's comment here. Our offense looks well in tune. It seems like all of them can generate their own offense and very unselfish pa- unselfish passes to open cutters or shooters. Yeah, I, I think they can, for, for the most part, generate their own offense, but we're kind of getting away from uh, moving the ball. Like I think our sweet spot is 30 assists, and we only had 18 tonight. So as much as some of these guys can create their own offense, like Jordan Clarkson was just on fire when the game started, I think that's going to be detrimental if we keep continuing to just try and create our own shot. Um, so, Dallin, let me go back to you, dude. I've got everyone muted. If these guys start doing the N-word again, I'm going to have to mute them again. Why can't... Oh, okay, here we go. Dal, can you can you talk now? What's up, brother? Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Let's go. I thought, I dude, tonight was like closure I didn't know I needed. I think <laughs> we've talked about how like Jazz Twitter as a whole died after the Terrence Mann L. Um, and I think with this team, I've already noticed it coming back, um, coming back together slowly but surely. And I think tonight's win is a huge step in the right direction. Um, I think one of the questions I've had this whole season though is kind of what the game plan is because I I was. I had finally, you know, mentally come to terms with a tank season, you know, as much as I love some of these guys, uh, I was ready to just take an L every game. But the fact that we're dominating, you, do know that it's still November, you guys are still going to be dog shit, right? 
Watch your mouth. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, go why ahead. The fuck are, why the fuck are you guys winning games? What do you mean? Why? Why not? We've got a good team. We got we we traded two supposedly of the best, best players. Player is a Finn. Scotty Barnes owns you. Okay, what? Who's your team? And we'll, and uh, have we beat you yet? Because we're about to. Our my, my my team is the Toronto Raptors, and we are currently third in the entire Eastern Conference. LeBron, so. put, some, put some respect on our names. Actually, we were talking about uh, in the pregame. We were talking about the Toronto Raptors and how surprising serious man isn't talking, and how surprising they were. Uh, I've got to, I've got to probably kick some players just or some some speakers to let other people speak that aren't going to just get on here and blabber. But uh, we were talking about Toronto earlier and talking about how dominant Siakam is right now, um, and then you guys have have got Van Fleet too that I think is a solid point guard. But we were saying the Jazz and Toronto are are kind of in the same position where. I don't think either anyone really was expecting them to do really well. And here we are, eight and three. I'm not sure what uh, Toronto is. I believe they just won tonight. Let me check standings. But yeah, we, we were actually talking up Toronto. Um, Markinen, uh, I don't think anyone in Utah really expected Markinen to be this good, but he he's amazing. And uh they were speaking on the jazz pregames and uh, Holly Rowe had an interview with him. She said an, they're doing an ESPN article on him and just saying like, and on all these other teams, they felt like they told him, Hey, you're only a shooter or you're really, you really need to just stay inside. You're more of a rebounder. We want you to post up. And he said, when he got to the Utah jazz, uh, they didn't put any limitations on him. They, they, they haven't told him what they think that he can do. They've just let him play. And he said that's why they that's why he feels he's playing so well right now. He's actually um, being interviewed right now, so I'm going to turn the time over to the finisher. Beats up. It gives you confidence to kind of get up the end of the ball and uh, pressure him because you know it's going to be it's not going to be just a wide open layup if he goes by me. Did you guys do collectively get so many stops down the stretch? We had good communication. Uh, I think they did got a couple of looks that we messed up, uh, but most of the time we had good communication on the coverages that we did. And uh, like I said, try to get up into the ball and uh, just not giving them wide open looks. And uh, obviously, if they we did a good job down the stretch, they need to score a lot in the fourth quarter. So credit to the team. Yeah, obviously we miss him. Uh, brings a ton of energy. Goes after every rebound and uh, guards the best guy. Whoever, whoever's on the court, he's a great defensive player. So it's just having him out, of course, it, it sucks for us. But we try to, we knew that we were a little bit smaller with him being out. We, we got to rebound the ball and uh, try to try to get those covered without even without him. So uh, hopefully we get him back soon. Yeah, we really did miss Vando. Like you, you saw, it was evident that we missed him, but we figured it out. Um, Dallin, I'm going to make you a co-host. I need your help 
because we have so many people speaking and being idiots that I want you guys to kick them. Uh, so, Dallin, I'm making you a co-host. And then, Tevin, I'm going to make you one, too. So if you can kind of – we haven't had this many guests before. We have 32. So um, I'm trying to run the podcast and uh, monitor these idiots. So I would love your guys' help. So give me a sec, Tevin. I'm going to make you a co-host as well if you're still here. Is Tevin uh, – oh. Um, so probably the best way to do this is I've, I've allowed everyone to speak, but since we have so many people that want to speak, we're just going to have to let them in one by one. Uh, the name is suspicious. Okay. So, um, we're going to go over to Ronald. I'm going to let you speak. We've got four others that are, are supposed to speak. I, I don't know how many people I can have speak at one time. Um, so I might have to undo something or, uh, down if you can kind of figure that out on the back end, but, uh, Ronald, go ahead. You're up, man. Uh, yes. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so this is off topic. It's not about Utah, but I just wanted to know like everyone's opinion on the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, I'd rather not get into that. Stay away from that tonight. Yeah, I'd rather not because the media has given him so much attention. And we've talked about it on this podcast where media is talking about everything but basketball. And really, we just want to talk about basketball. So uh, we're going to skip over that tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. But I just think that like not talking about it would just be insensitive, you know, because like the stuff well, it, says, I it, just think it's wrong. Yeah, that's fine. If we it's should, in, if like, if we're insensitive, we you can go it. somewhere else to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it here, though. So appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers game tonight? And what Laurie Markkinen just said? Uh, Laurie Markkinen was amazing. Are you a Jazz fan or are you a fan of another NBA team? Oh, I like the Jazz, but I also like the Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans have a solid team, man. I, uh, I hope that they can figure it out and stay healthy because... It was a lot like tonight where Kawhi wasn't playing. Like, I'd rather just have everyone healthy so that you know exactly how good you are. Um, obviously, we didn't have Vanderbilt, but it's like, you know, everyone can can always go back and say, oh, well, we didn't have Kawhi yet, so you guys really aren't that good. Uh, and then, you yeah, know... I, Je- I feel you on that one, but me personally, like, what I think is um that every, like, I hope that... it's not, It sounds wrong, but I'm really hoping for a lot of injuries this season so we can make a deep run you know so it could like benefit us like injuries to other teams <laughs> yeah Are you, injuries yeah, to other guys teams. Out there kind of like the Phoenix Suns a while ago yeah well I, I mean there's a few players that like if lebron got hurt in, in the playoffs and we beat the lakers in the playoffs like i'd i'd be okay with that like people that are just really annoying and already won championships and i don't want to see him win another championship uh and, and Really, if if the entire said, Lakers roster got hurt, get injured? yeah, I, I'd be okay with LeBron. He's won four championships. No one wants to see. No Jazz fan wants I mean, to see I the think, Lakers I again. Think that's quite insensitive because well, LeBron is a black man. It has nothing to do with the, yeah, the color of his skin. Right it has to do with him being a Laker and winning four championships. And the Jazz don't like the Lakers, and I just rather not see him in the playoffs at all. So uh, that'd be great yeah, if, if he I, got I hurt. See, yeah, that'd be great. 
Man, we we've got some uh, real characters on tonight. Yeah. This is yeah. weird. Um, we've never had this before, and uh, yeah, it, if you're if you're racist and just leave, honestly. Yeah, just leave. We don't have any. Yeah. We don't have any room for that here. Yeah, we've been having such a great time like all season. This has been a great community, and I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, maybe it's just because the Jazz are winning so much that people are are getting mad about it. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, they're, uh, Lori, Lori Markin is just making all these people jealous. Yeah, it's like, oh, Lori sucks. He's from Finland. Uh, okay, what does it what does it matter where he's from? <laughs> like these guys are from all over the world. I think they just don't like him because he's not that attractive. I feel like if his sex appeal was better, like he'd be a lot more respected. Yeah i i think I think good looking people. Everybody likes good pe- looking people better. <laughs> so, like. I think Jared Vanderbilt and I think Mike Conley and Colin Sexton. Yeah, like for Kelly example, like play players part, like uh, like Brandon Ingram and Devin Booker, like people love them because you know the sex appeal, they look great. But then there's guys like Chris Middleton; they're like really ugly, but he can still. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this is weird, Dallin. Can you figure out how to uh, uh, control yeah. this better? Because I don't. Well, I've, 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 uh, I've, I've, I think I've made you a co-host, haven't I? I, I thought you had, but for some reason it's not showing me. As a oh, co-host. sorry, not sorry, Dallin. There's another Dallin in here that's yeah, co-host, yeah. Dallin Orcut. Oh, oh, oh. And then I, I don't think Tevin's even on here still. Yo, uh, Real uh, ones. Spell it with an I. Real one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, real, real quick. I just want yeah, to say, I have, I have two things to say. Uh, one, uh, Michael's saying to get him in here. Yeah, he wants to have a little bit of a discussion with Dell. And uh, two, you know, my question to continue. Um, I know it's not jazz related, but I just wanted to get your guys' opinions on the uh, Kyrie Irving situation. Hey, they said they don't want to talk about it. Look, man, you need to respect the boundaries of this space. If I was yeah, we, we just want to yeah, talk about basketball. We don't want to speak on Kyrie right now. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. But also the the first thing, Michael, I think it would be a good debate. He's a respectful guy. All I have to say is, Siakam, uh, what happened? Uh... Yeah, I don't really that is unreal. We, we shouldn't unreal. really speak on Kyrie at the moment. You know, he's like, on injuries. <laughs> Siakam ankle is gone, buddy. Join the space in a few weeks. Wait, Dad, what happened to Siakam? I must have missed Dad, this. Your soccer team, your soccer team, fucking dog shit, you bum bitch. This is unbelievable, Dallas. Yeah. With an o, will you please kick this bum? Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, Ronaldo, uh, what happened? Uh... All right, this is this is getting crazy. I I think maybe everyone is tripping out because it's so late, and uh, I don't know the time change. Maybe it's you know the election coming up. Everyone's acting real weird. So um, I think I might end this wrong. Ronald, I, I I believe I was gonna let you speak, but Dallin, before I let Ronald speak, can you make everyone else a non-speaker? And then we can just approve one person at a time to speak. Cause I just I let everybody speak. And uh obviously it is not working out. Is there a way you can you can figure that out? Oh, you're muted. I'm I'm nervous to unmute people because then everyone's just going to talk about race and politics and Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> Let's see. 
I'd be hey, locked you, could, you could make me a co-host and I could help with that. Okay, Ronald, if everyone could just give Ronald the floor, that'd be fantastic. Ronald, go ahead. I can, I can give him my heart. <laughs> I think you already have. Actually, I'm a pretty generous guy. This other guy wants to speak. He's been raising his hand for a while. A jazz fan. I feel like we should let him in. Yeah, which, who is it? Uh, I think that's a jazz fan. Just jazz fan. Jazz fan, go ahead. No, these guys are all together. That's that's he changed his name. That's the Royce. Or the, oh, is it? Yep. Um. Oh my bad. Royce I, headband. I yeah. No, it's not Royce headband. It's um. Let's Royce see. I'm gonna to let Royce headband go. Uh, Royce headband, you're up. You've got the stage. Is he nervous? No. I... Yeah, I think we should just end it, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you after. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get something set up, which sucks because we've got uh, a ton of people on here. The most people listening. That, oh, we, that sucks. That sucks. Wait, before you end it, can I, uh, can I end it off on another note? No. Um, so, yeah, this this is a bummer because we've had some trolls coming in here and... Uh, I mean, I guess it's good because we've got a, enough people that are paying attention now, and this whole idea behind this podcast is to let Utah Jazz fans have a voice, and uh, we made it about the N-word and Kyrie Irving and everything else. So we're going to go ahead and end it because I wasn't even going to do this tonight, but um, you guys are welcome to come back. We're going to have something that's way more monitor- monitored and moderated uh, between us so that it won't be a shiz show again. But uh, go Jazz. We are 8-3. and three. We will see you guys pregame tomorrow. Uh, we do at these 30 minutes before every game, and then we usually do them after every game. We usually have a longer discussion after the game because there's way more to talk about. Uh, go follow us on Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and uh, we will catch you guys later.